Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of the Frosty Canucks podcast. I'm your host, Jason, along with Frosty. Big chunga. Oh, wait, no, I said that last week. You said that last week. You can't say that again. Uh, uh, anal squirts. Touche. <laughs> uh, well, we're recording during right in the middle of the game awards. So, yeah. Why the fuck did they do awards in the middle of the pre-show? So we're recording. It's it's 7 p.m. Eastern time. So the show just started. Before we started recording, five of the awards were already given out, just as context for, for the viewing audience. And as soon as the show started, they gave out all of the esports awards immediately. What? My, my buddies are updating the sheet because they're watching it live. Oh and uh, yeah, it's a good thing we, we're using the esports ones as tiebreakers yeah we're using them as tiebreakers because again nico who who got all of them or like most of them right last year got three of them right charlie got three of them right and i got two of them right and that was the and everyone else i got most of them wrong though see here it looks like the first tiebreaker oh god nico charlie and i all chose the exact same answer so if we tie then it's going to the second tiebreaker and i will lose because i did not get that one right or did I? Oh, you, did, you guys no, didn't do a tiebreaker based off of the sheer number that you got right? <laughs> I said it was based on the, uh, like, whoever gets the first one right, and then the second one and the third one. I don't know if I made that super duper clear. So our scores are all <laughs> messed up right now because the esports things are being counted. But I believe I have, like, a one-point lead on everyone with the five awards we actually care about. But that's I'm probably going to lose, so it doesn't matter. So this is just further vindication for what we were both saying last week, where it's like, this show is just fucking ridiculous. Just bullshit. It adds a new game. That's it. Yeah, basically. Like they rolled through one third of their awards fundamentally be like before the show even started properly, right? Between uh, then there's eight for the or how many were how many were for the They did five and then there was six from the, the esports. So that's oh, eleven six. of the thirty. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah, one third. Yeah. So they got through one third of their awards before the show even started. I think it's a two or three hour presentation. You know, the rest of it's just going to be fucking ad rolls and world premieres. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> it's so dog shit. Everyone's losing their minds right now. I think they just announced the Smash thing. Oh, it's Sethiroth. What the fuck? Is this for real? Is this photoshopped? <laughs> this is not photoshopped. They put Sethiroth in the Smash. <laughs> That's real. Oh my god. Oh no. Now Cloud um, fights Sephiroth and <laughs> So so Smash. hold on. We weren't we weren't gonna start with Nintendo, but can we start with Nintendo? Because that's a really good jumping off point. Alright, fine. We'll start with damn Nintendo and their shenanigans. So Nintendo's been a real piece of shit the last few weeks. Did you wanna summarize what they've done or should I summarize what they've done? Yeah, this last month they've been um pretty nuts with the butts with uh, either their cease and desist or just plain old being Nintendo. Does that make sense? Make Being Nintendo? I think so. Yeah, so I won't go through the full history, but what I've got written down is the Smash Bros. tournament was canceled over Netcode because there's my IP. Oh, so yeah, do you want me to explain that one? Sure. Okay, so the gist of it is there is a piece of software that exists called Slippy, and it applies a rollback netcode framework on top of Super Smash Bros. Melee. To use it, you need to use a ROM of Melee rather than an actual, like, legitimate copy of Melee, but right. that would allow a Melee tournament to happen over the internet, which is not possible normally. But we need it because 
like the Smash and Melee community can't play the damn games in person. Yeah, because of COVID. That's kind of going back to what I was saying last episode where I had my big rant about fighting games in 2020. Uh, that tournament just got shit-canned. What's interesting about that is the software that's used to like allow, like Slippy, the software that's used to allow for the rollback netcode to be applied to Melee, that's not illegal based on U.S. copyright law from what I understand of it. But the tournament encouraging people to use the software and a pirated version of Melee is. Okay. Nintendo has tried repeatedly to file lawsuits in the United States to have ROM sites and ROMs in general shut down because in Japan, companies have a lot more leverage and they can be very controlling of their intellectual property. But repeatedly in the U.S. courtrooms, judges have ruled in favor of not Nintendo and said, no, this is perfectly legal. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, it's typically in the, the Japanese end of Nintendo that's the... Yeah, well, the, the Nintendo, Nintendo of America has lawyers that know that they can't pursue this shit. <laughs> but like, there are some things that they do, they are able to do. But yeah, on that note, I, I do want to say that like, while you know, like Nintendo's shitty, also the melee community is kind of full of shitholes. So I don't really feel that bad for them, but I, I'll take any opportunity I can to say fuck Nintendo. Yeah, that's fair. Well, there was that scandal. The Earlier this year, there was a number of people who came forward who said that there were known sex offenders within the Smash Melee community. Yeah, didn't they have like a house of some sort? That was also part of it, and there may have been some pedophile type stuff right. involved with that. And a bunch of prominent figures from within the community they didn't oust these people. They didn't light them on fire and dance around them and burn them like the degenerates that they are. They defended them. So that's that's kind of why I, I have a real, I have a big bone to pick with the Melee community. I think they're, at least the larger community is, is full of shit. And then the, what's worse and why this is like a good jumping off point into Nintendo's a piece of shit. Everyone was always all hashtag free Melee and all this other shit. And as soon as Nintendo announced this morning that there was definitely going to be an announcement of a Smash character at the Game Awards. Everyone was like, ooh! And it's it's like they suddenly just forgot, oh yeah, we're supposed to be angry at Nintendo for being, like, shitty. Mm -hmm. Sure as shit, my, my fucking Twitter feed right now is just a bunch of people going, ah! I don't actually know if that got recorded. <laughs> I didn't get <laughs> recorded. Try again. Oh, they're, they're all going, ah! Oh, it didn't get recorded. It's not doing. It's not recording that. Okay. Well, people are freaking. Yeah, people are freaking out. I was making a very obnoxious tongue noise, but my microphone and Discord decided that they did not want you to hear that. It wasn't me censoring him. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> but yeah, so the people are losing their goddamn minds. Basically, mm -hmm. it's like, oh yeah, you guys, did you guys forget how like a week ago everyone's like, fuck Nintendo, free melee, and now it's like, oh, but a new character's an ultimate, so I don't care anymore. My my, I I hate people. Sometimes. My short term memory loss has kicked in. Why was I talking about? Yeah. Where am so that's, I? That's enough of that. Who am I? Uh, do you want to... <laughs> uh, <laughs> what the fuck, man? <laughs> <laughs> Following along with the Smash Bros. tournament being cancelled, there was this Splatoon stream that was supposed to happen, like a tournament, and uh, like half the teams had uh, the free melee in uh, their name or something like that, and then uh, Nintendo was like, 
Nah, stream's canceled. Yeah, so they canceled <laughs> the stream because three of the top of the ten competitors that made it to the finals had free melee or some kind of free melee variation. Yeah. Yeah, they had something like that. And Nintendo's like, no, we're not live streaming this. We're, we're canceling the live stream. Yep. All for what, like a I think it was like a $25 store credit or something like that. Well, no, it's, it's fucking. It wasn't hard. much of a prize. It, it, like, it's there are Splatoon, private... man. Like... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there are private tournaments that like give more of a prize money than Nintendo. So they don't really, they don't really care about the community. People who are not me, do adults <laughs> play Splatoon? <laughs> like $25 is a lot of money to a kid. <laughs> yeah, but aren't most of these teams like adults? I don't know. I don't know anything about the competitive I don't know anything either, Splatoon right? scene. God damn it. Fucking Logan Cunningham didn't get performance. It went to Laura Bailey. Of course it did. That's so sad. Logan deserves to, to get and recognized. Laura Bailey was which character? I believe that's one of the Last of Us ones. I don't remember who she... That's okay. I think Ashley Johnson plays Ellie, so Laura Bailey's the other one. I don't know the other one's name. I've not played the game. The second character you, uh, you know what? It's been long enough. Everyone already knows the second character you play as. I don't remember her name, but that's who Laura. Oh, Abby or something like that. Yeah, Abby. That's it. Thank you. Anyway, let's get sidetracked. Yeah. So Splatoon, and then YouTube videos that contain uh, Nintendo's game soundtracks are being wiped face off of YouTube at the moment. Yeah, I really liked how shortly thereafter Nintendo of, or I think it was Nintendo of America tweeted out, "What's your favorite Nintendo soundtrack?" And uh, like the replies were just filled with people showing this video has been removed from YouTube as like the response. <laughs> <laughs> Man, sweet vindication. Yeah, that was a pretty good one. They get memed on right away. And um, the other one, I, I saw this this morning. That's what prompted me to post that stupid the meme about Nintendo cease and desisting people's for posting ROMs. A couple that hosted a ROM site has been fined $12 million because they hosted a ROM site for like however many years. From Nintendo. No other company, just Nintendo. I'd like $12 million. Yeah, I would too, because then I could stop working forever. Indeed. So that's kind of it for Nintendo. They're a real... I mean, like, the, the one hand... Wait, wait, there's more. There's more. Oh, there's more. oh God, there's, there's more. more stuff. I, there's thought that was, more. I thought that was it. Did oh, you shit. forget about the Eticon Joy-Con controller charity thing? Oh, shit, you're right. I did forget about that. Please yeah. elaborate. Yeah, so there was... Um, some guy was making custom Joy-Cons, kind of in honor of Etika, uh, who died, I believe... I didn't really watch any of his streams, but I think he died of suicide. Uh, yeah, he was a he big did. fan of Nintendo IPs, so this yes, is kind was. of a bit of an honoring... I'm not sure where the charity goes going to, but I have to imagine it was kind of something along the lines of, uh, I guess, suicide awareness or helping people with that. But yeah, and Nintendo said, uh, cease and desist, motherfucker. Yeah, it was, uh, they were making like custom Joy-Cons and they're like, well, you're not allowed to do that, so. Yep, get stop doing that. And it's like, but it's for charity. <laughs> nope. Yeah, matter. not even that, but it's like, I don't even know. And this is where, like, I don't, because I don't know copyright law, right? But this is where it's like, I can't believe that they can send like a charity, a thing. Like if you're manufacturing, because like there's third party controllers, right? Mm-hmm. There but are. It's, so it's like, is there, third, is there third party Joy-Cons? Or does their copyright allow them to be the exclusive manufacturer of controllers that look and do all of the Joy-Cons functions? I don't know. Because what's interesting about that is like, there's a lot of versions of the PS3 controller that were like third party. But once they kind of did the touchpad, it seemed like that kind of isolated third party manufacturers. Yeah, well, it's, it's hard to anymore. imitate that. 
Mm-hmm. And then the PS5 controller just has like a touchpad and like that haptic feedback stuff. So I almost feel like there's not going to be any third party controllers for that. Awkward moment when the uh, new features in the controller aren't actually designed to make it a better controller. They're just designed to make sure that third party manufacturers can't <laughs> make the controllers so that you have to pay prohibitively expensive prices for these useless controllers that suck ass from the first party manufacturers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've gone through uh, two PS4 controllers because the left stick has just been like I've worn it out from playing it. But I had no issues with my PS3 controller and I was I probably played that as much as my PS4. So I feel like as time has gone by, controllers have gotten more and more. I mean, they, they got better and then they got worse. I would agree with that. Because like I'm thinking back to like the PS1, Nintendo 64 era, and those controllers kind of suck. But then the PS2 and... Mm-hmm. I mean, not the Xbox, but like certainly the Xbox 360 has got a really good design. PS3 has got a really good design. GameCube, I like. I don't mind the Wiimote and Nunchuck. They're weird. They're not conventional, but I didn't mind their form factor and their feel. And then you got like the PS4 controller, which every time I pick up one of those things, I feel like I'm going to break it. Yeah, it's much lighter. It feels like it's made out of cheap plastic. Yeah, I mean, I because I'm kind of in the middle of wanting to buy a PS5, but just not being able to buy one, I was had my last ps4 controller kind of dying on me it the left stick was just like yeah i suppose want to go in any direction i you say don't go so that was messed up so i actually took it apart last week in an effort to try and fix it so that was kind of interesting getting to see the inside of it yeah controllers on the inside are very interesting looking Mm -hmm. i've been inside of a few of my controllers the internals of controllers are very interesting Mm-hmm. I did not succeed, so I just ended up buying a new one. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, you tried. Mm-hmm, I tried, at least. It was a fun uh, little experiment. Oh, and then, yeah, speaking of it, just, just on my tangent of controllers get worse, and the Joy-Cons are the biggest piece of shit that ever existed, so... Yes, the drift, that was also my notes. Oh, yeah, that Nintendo claimed was not a thing, and they're trying to get a fucking court to say that it's not real so they don't have to pay out anyone or repair anyone's... Oh, it's so fucking Nintendo. Mm-hmm. It's not a hardware defect. And why did my wife get it while playing Animal Crossing for 500 hours? Yeah, she played it for that goddamn long. Man, it got the Switch I bought Miranda had the same problem. She had to buy new Joy-Cons because the fucking... Oh, we ended up buying a third-party one for like $30 that I can play using Steam as well. That, that thing is a better quality than what Nintendo put out for their $80 Joy-Cons. Well, they're $80 here anyway. I don't I think it's probably cheaper in the U.S., but yeah. Probably like 60, 70, but still, that's that's expensive for a controller. And they only last, I think, like two years. They last like two years. And I wouldn't say we were gaming with it a whole lot. It's just she started experiencing that and <laughs> she kept digging holes in the wrong spaces. She'd shift to the side. Yeah, I played something like 100 hours of Smash and Miranda used it for probably 150 in Breath of the Wild. And I want to say like another 100 across other games. And then while I was playing Pokemon, my character would just start randomly walking upward. And I was like, what the hell? Yeah, we go to the left on ours. Fuck Nintendo. They're a useless company. They're a bunch of hits. I can't control what Miranda does, but I don't think that I want to buy another Nintendo console. I don't think that I want to continue buying Nintendo games at all, ever. Because they're just such a fucking degenerate company that I would be much happier if they just fucking went out of business. Which isn't going to happen. That's like impossible. They have so much money. They just refuse to spend on fixing any of their problems, like the fact that their online is shit, or the fact that they mm-hmm. released a, rushed a console to market and it has a huge hardware defect that they're not willing to fix. It's just like everything. Just, just 
fucking. Well, I mean, they they had like the Wii U as that huge blunder, but then came back with the Switch swinging. Yeah, but like they clearly launched the Switch to market too quickly because the the well, drift yeah. has been an issue in all of the consoles they manufactured for like the last like two or three years. They haven't fixed it. Well, I mean, the biggest kicker is the fact that like the, the Switch drift is like actually serious in that Nintendo Switch Lite. So you have to like give up your whole entire console. Like, yeah, because you can't just get it fixed. Yeah, which is like when I saw that, I'm like, well, that seems like a huge, like a really dumb thing to buy because if when the fucking controller breaks, you can't just, it's attached to the system. You can't just, you can't fix that easily. Yeah, yeah you got to send it all the way back and then you're without a switch for like, like one or two months. With how fucking stupid Nintendo is, they'll probably delete your goddamn save data on your fucking console. Oh, probably. Yeah, yeah. It's like, this isn't my Switch. Oh. So we couldn't fix it. We just sent you a new one. What what about my save data? Well, what do you mean, what about my save data? You can't transfer it over? No, we don't understand how technology works. Yeah, what about all my purchases? You shouldn't have bought digital. (laughs) Just fucking Jesus Christ. Nintendo's like, you're not saying you got one foot in the grave for describing people who are like really, really old who look like they're about to die. Nintendo's entire body is in the grave. Their head is peering out. <laughs> but they have too much money, so they're actually immortal. They're standing on top of their money, sort of like getting out. That's how they get out of hell. <laughs> yeah, they're just like they're just riding a giant wave of money <laughs> out of hell. <laughs> a wave of money to get out of hell. I'm just picturing like a gold coin or like a bullion, a giant wave made out of gold coins and bullions, and they're just like they're being lifted up from the depths of hell on the shining wave of wealth. <laughs> That's quite the image. Anyway, this company makes me very angry. Like, very, very unreasonably angry. So, are we good? No, Can no, we we're not on? done yet. Oh, my God. Fucking I, I have not. I have plenty of notes. Oh, shit. We haven't mentioned this on the podcast, but uh, you know that Super Mario collection, the 3D All-Stars one? And then yeah. how, they, how they did it with Fire Emblem. Yeah. Or they Wait, we didn't mention it. it on the podcast yet? I don't think we mentioned it. Oh, okay. That happened a few weeks ago. I was like, that's unsurprising and entirely shitty because the fucking Mario one sold like a gangbusters. So obviously mm-hmm. they're just going to be like, oh, we can get away with doing this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fucking. They did the experiment again. So yeah, that Fire Emblem game. Mind you, it's not like, I guess it's not a super fan favorite. Maybe it is. I don't know. Um, oh, but it's which one is it? Fire Blade something, something, something. <laughs> Okay, that was very informative. I know. (laughs) Fire emblem. That's it's fine. It doesn't. It does. It doesn't matter. If you knew it offhand, then we can. (laughs) Last point I have. Oh, for fuck's sake! There's more. Uh, in the last pat of the um, like the switches uh, like software. I think it's like version eleven. Uh, they added in uh Google Analytics and didn't tell anyone. Wait, when when you just use your switch, it just monitors what you're doing. Yep. Fundamentally, I kind of think every console well, yeah. and piece of software does that already. Like any kind <laughs> of launcher does that. Because that's how you get like user metrics, right? That's how Microsoft knows that they're like, okay, we're getting like hiring engagement scores or like how Steam knows. Although Steam usually, like at least for as far as how much users are doing and what users are buying, that's publicly available. But they'll ask you before they do more invasive things like their hardware survey. They'll be like, oh, do you want to participate in the hardware survey? I, I always do. But yeah, they at least for for some things they at least ask before they do stuff. Yeah, I don't I don't necessarily think that's a a, a bad thing. I I'm actually kind of surprised that that wasn't in there already. Yeah, so fuck Nintendo. They're like a bungle disease inside of your anus. Nobody wants that. Fair enough. Yep, that's it for me on Nintendo. That's all the all the recent. That's good. Headlines. I don't want a fucking stupid piece of shit company. 
Do we want to get into the first viewer question then? Yeah, sure. Okay, I got a balls. Give me a second here. <laughs> da, 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 da. Alrighty. So my buddy Thomas had a question. So he asked it from the context of when we did the episode on music, but obviously last week we were doing a very game awards focused episode. So I saved this question from that week until this one. So his question is, listening to your conversation about video game music got me thinking about Guitar Hero, which was a super fun series. But over time, they started to fill the games with these really kind of mediocre set lists. Regardless of that, at their peak, Guitar Hero and Rock Band were dominating. They were extremely popular games. Everyone knew about them, even people who didn't play video games. Do you think we will ever see some kind of revitalization of the music game genre, similar to what we had back in the uh, the mid-2000s? That's his, his question. Paraphrased a bit of it, but uh, that's the gist of it. So do we think that there will be a revitalization of the music game genre, uh, a renaissance, uh, similar to, um, you know, kind of how, like, the Metroidvania has become, like, bigger now than it ever was kind of a thing. Do you want to go first? Sure, I'll go first. For Thomas's sake, I will say F-Zero, and then I will say F-Zero one more time. <laughs> oh, that's right, I forgot about that. F-Zero. Uh, see, we're at three. All right, we'll save more <laughs> for later. No, I don't really think there will be. I think it lost its steam quite a bit because it was really oversaturated at the time. Like, do you remember how many there was? There was the Guitar Hero, there was the Rock Band. They all seemed to have their own peripherals, their own everything. Yeah, so there was, I think, across all of the releases, there was something like six or seven Guitar Hero games released in the span of like six or seven years. And Rock Band... I think released three different versions, one new one releasing every two or three years. Yeah, they were paced a bit better, but the Guitar Hero was just like, you have to buy the new peripheral, you have to buy the new guitar, and it's like... I think a lot of its strength was to do with the fact that like we didn't have this internet culture where we're all like super connected yet. We were still like going over to people's like places or like you bring that game over if you had like some sort of school event. Like, I remember a few times I my school would have like I was in the band and we'd have kind of like one big practice night and then we'd also like play a lot of games and shit like that and like Guitar Hero or the rock band specifically was the uh, go to kind of party game to play. Yeah. Yeah, even in my yeah, I was gonna say even in my high school, whenever we had like some kind of like a games day or or like a festival, because there was like we had food festival because we had a lot of my high school is like very international. There's like a lot of people from different nationalities, and they actually like celebrating that. So we'd we'd hold like international food fests every couple of months in the the atrium and and the cafeteria, and then people would like bring in different foods from their different nationalities, and you could you'd, you'd buy them. And then, like, whenever that happened, somebody would always bring in whatever the most recent Guitar Hero was and have a Guitar Hero station set up just for, like, a kind of an arcade game thing off to the side that people could watch. And it was really, it was really cool. But, yeah, it was always at things like that. Mm-hmm. They had, like, other days where they did, like, a school fundraiser type thing. And, and you, uh, one of the things, they always brought Guitar Hero for that as well. Because Guitar Hero was, like, in its prime when I was in high school. Same, yeah. So, yeah, I guess for both of us, we're, we're, you're, like, you're, what, you're, like, a year older than I am? <laughs> year two, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, continue your story. Sorry, I, I interjected there. Oh, that's fine. No, yeah, and, like, a lot of it had to do with the fact that, like, you... We didn't have this internet, like, culture yet that we're, we're always connected. Like, when we were, like, younger, like, only... Facebook was really only taking off then, so, like, that's kind of, like, roughly when uh, everyone's connected, everyone's online. 
It's really hard to say. I like. I don't think. I think with the internet as it is right now, especially in North America, I don't think like we could really do anything like online. We're like, oh, okay, you four all have like the pieces, like the drums, the guitar. I'm thinking like a rock band. Um, there was the microphone. Like, was it? What was? There was there? There was a fourth piece, right? Yeah, they had two guitars. One was two the lead guitar, and one was the bass guitar. Right. I forgot. I don't know why, but in some tracks they replaced the bass guitar with a rhythm guitar. Is oh. <laughs> very straight. Yeah. Well, so I, I played like a bass guitar, so it was like really weird for me when it's like, oh, you're playing bass, but then like in some songs it was you were very clearly not playing bass. You were playing rhythm guitar if the song had it. <laughs> they're like, oh, this is like more complicated than whatever the bass guitar line is. And I'm like, well, not really, but okay. <laughs> So I should say I used to play the bass guitar. I have not touched the bass guitar in a very long time. Yeah, I used to play the clarinet and the tenor sax. And I probably have not played those in years. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, I don't know. I don't think it'll have a resurgence. I think it's kind of been uh, doomed. Like to play online, everyone would have to have like the separate pieces. Then you'd be like, I don't even know how that would work with a party. Like, like oh, Jimmy's on the drums and Tommy's on the guitar. Sally's on the the mic or whatever and then the other uh, and i'm on the drum uh i'm on the guitar you have to have all the pieces and that's like a lot of money like the the whole fun part about it was you only really need to have one person with the set and you could play it as yeah. a group but yeah, like yeah, yeah. with the internet as it is like right now i can't imagine that now that i'm thinking about it it would be interesting if someone added that into like kind of a vr experience maybe a vr game experience that might work yeah that could be interesting but as the traditional like uh, peripheral thing, I think that's dead. So the peripherals is a great point. I didn't actually have that written down, but that's that's definitely a big point for why I agree with you. By the way, I don't think it'll it'll come <laughs> back. Peripherals are definitely a big one because like some of the peripherals were very expensive. He's mm-hmm. talking about fucking buying a controller and a controller is like used. Like that's the thing. When you need to buy a specialty controller for a game, it's like a huge investment. With fighting games, I can kind of see it because most people who play fighting games play more than one fighting game and can use the same controller, whatever type of fight. Yeah, they'll get something custom. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So when they buy like a custom controller, it's not like a huge deal. They can use them across several games and then they usually like several entries in the genre. So it's not a a big deal. They spend like three or four hundred dollars on this very specific controller. With music games, the controller only works for music games and doesn't even work for all of the instruments in a music game. It only works for one of them. And they'll have like the incremental updates. That's the thing. Like, so it's like, oh, that guitar that you had for the last two games, now it's no, it's no longer useful. Or like the last. Yeah, that's game. because Activision takes the. Total <laughs> piss. So Activision was the publisher of Guitar Hero. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they are part of the reason why that just like the fatigue set in and it just drove it into the ground. Um, yep. They made a ton of money off of it when it was going. But my bigger things, I have some uh, some additional points here for why I don't think it'll it'll really come back. Music licensing was always a huge pain in the ass for these games. That was the biggest problem. That's why over time the set lists got less and less good because well, and, they, and they usually compensated that with like DLC, like you could buy the music tracks. Yeah, which is what Rock Band got got around, kind of offloading the expense onto the consumer, which fine. But then they you get more options that way, so that's like okay, I, I can dig that. But it's like with Guitar Hero, you were just stuck with a fucking set list, and if the set list was just shit, then you're like, well, this sucks. From what I understand, the music industry is not fun to deal with. It's part of why, I, like the other part of why I don't like when games use licensed soundtracks is because it's like, well, okay, I know that like a shitload of money went to getting the rights to have that fucking music in this game. It's why, just make your own. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. A big thing that has changed over the last 
decade is that Twitch and YouTube are extremely influential in like a big game success. Not all games, but it would be remiss to say or imply that Twitch and YouTube have not had a significant impact on the gaming landscape and which games can and will be successful. You will get DMCA'd for putting any content from a music uh, genre game. If you played Guitar Hero and put it on YouTube or put it on Twitch, you just get DMCA'd. No one will be able to listen to the music because the music industry would be like, oh, you can't fucking, you can't stream that shit. So mm-hmm. I feel like that would heavily impact the game's ability to actually reach people. I feel like when they did a, a Rock Band 4, I think it was, uh, oh God, like five, six years ago, that didn't really take off. And I feel like a big part of why that didn't really take off was the fact that partly because no one fucking knew it even came out and having your game (laughs) appear on twitch and youtube is a big part of spreading word of mouth that oh hey this thing is out this thing you might enjoy hey remember the how that you liked rock band and guitar hero if that thing exists again yeah i mean the youtube with all um content claiming yeah yeah not feasible for the youtuber yeah well there's there's one guy i know one guy who's like reasonably big and he, he, he's Jason Paradise is his name. He does Twitch streaming and he does YouTube videos. And he plays Guitar Hero. He plays like a modded version of it where people can upload whatever track they want and then make custom tracks for it. Hmm. And all the music he puts up on his channel of him playing it and all the stuff he does in Twitch, it's not music industry music. It's stuff like he plays Ninja Sex Party because Ninja Sex Party doesn't give a fuck if you play their songs. They're just happy to be featured, right? Or like other indie musicians who, again, just are happy to be featured and have like their song name come up. Or like remix songs or like meme songs. Like Ninja Party's kind of like a meme. Oh, whatever. Yes. <laughs> so that's what he, he does. And he, I, he's the only person I could find who does anything like that. But it's like that's not something that you can release in any kind of official capacity because of, like I said, the, the big problem with the music industry, the licensing and the DMCAs and all the other bullshit. I think that in the current land, and as you said, the peripherals are not, they're no bueno, and the, the way that people interact with games is not the same as we did back when we were in high school, necessarily. I feel like the, this generation of kids is way more into online games than even we were, and we had yes, Call of Duty, I, so... <laughs> neither of us really played Call of Duty, though. No, but like Call of Duty got yes. big when we were in high school, right? That's, it, yes. it, like, yes. if we said anything, if we said anything else besides that, that would be like just a fucking lie. I, mean, I don't think that we will... Uh, really ever see them come back in any kind of large capacity. I would chalk that up entirely to the landscape has changed too much and it'd be too much of a pain in the ass to work with the music industry, even more so than it was when they originally released these games. Yeah, both good points. And yeah, you made you made a great point with the, the peripherals and how we interact with, with games even in like a physical space and, and get together and stuff. So I don't even think the kids nowadays... Because we like we grew up and when split screen gaming was still a thing, I don't even think that that's a thing anymore that like kids even know about because it's just like you just go home and you play on your shit and they play on their shit and you talk over the internet because yeah. like the internet's way the fuck better than when we were kids <laughs> as far as speed speed goes um, and if, at affordability of said speed still has quite a ways to go though. Mm-hmm. At least in North America, it does. Yeah, it's got to catch up. You know that to terrible telecom companies. Speaking of uh, licensed soundtracks, uh, this is probably a decent segue into our cyberpunk uh, topic. You didn't have anything else to say about that, right? I was I was done with that. Okay. So in cyberpunk, there's actually a uh, copyright uh, music mode where it'll turn off all the songs 
that are a copyright so that you can stream uh, it without having to worry about like the DMCA. Except one song hey. actually did sneak out. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I saw that this morning on Twitch, or not Twitch, um, the other site that starts with the T, Twitter. Yes. Yeah, they, uh, <laughs> so much for that. I like the idea behind it. It's they want their people who are streaming this to kind of sell it up and if they get like the DMCAs like over and over again, they're probably going to stop. So that's going to yeah, stop. Well, their- if you have to worry oh, about sure. getting DMCA'd at all, then you're not going to fucking stream it. Right. So mm-hmm. especially with what uh, Twitch has been doing as of late. Yeah. So that's, you know, like whatever, I guess this, I guess it's not whatever. It's kind of indicative of, so how do I want to start this? Um, <laughs> Cyberpunk is not at the time of recording. Cyberpunk is not a finished game. It is not. Yeah, I agree. I don't think anyone could dispute that. It's not a finished game. It needed another probably like six to twelve months of polish. I think it needed to skip this gen. Yeah, that too. It runs like okay. So there's like a whole list of fucking problems. Mm-hmm. So one review this uh, by Skill Up was the first one that published without like it waited until or i guess he waited until he could post it with actual footage of the game the first 20 minutes catalogs a number of bugs and glitches and performance issues that the game has on pc with top of the line hardware the new consoles from what i can tell they run it okay-ish like similar to like top of the line pc hardware the old consoles do not run that game well at all it does not work on the old consoles. It runs like complete dog shit. Yeah, I've heard on the base PS4 and then the base Xbox One. Yeah, there. Uh, it's just it's it's a skip is what we would recommend on. The, yeah, apparently on the PS4 Pro and the Xbox One X, it's a lot better. But yeah, the the PS5 kind of version or the sorry the PS4 version playing on the PS5. If you're gonna go with console, is yeah. The best way or the xbox uh series x Sorry, xbox I, I i blanked on it because xbox is such a weird name and convention yeah let's call it the sex no <laughs> that is one of numerous problems i'm not gonna get into any of the the social kind or the political type of problems with, no, the, with yeah, it because i it's not like a matter of like I wouldn't want to discuss it. It's just a matter of like I've looked through this stuff and I just, I still don't a hundred percent like I haven't looked through enough of it to understand exactly what is going on. But certain groups of people feel as though this game underrepresents them. That may or may not be true. I have not gotten through the weeds on that yet. That's that's a much deeper, more nuanced topic than I I am currently capable of. Like I just the information that's available right now is all over the fucking place. People are just burning down buildings and I it's it's like a fucking month from now I might be able to get through all the information and actually figure out why people are upset. But right now I it's just a it's just a, a field of flame with angry villagers running at each other from both sides. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a whole thing. But yeah, so the game launched in a state that it was probably not ready, but that did not stop it. It claimed the record from Fallout 4 of being the most played concurrent single-player game on Steam of all time. Fallout 4 had something like 450,000 concurrent players at one point after its launch. Cyberpunk had over a million. Mm-hmm. It completely destroyed Fallout 4's previous record. I mean, this this was the game that everyone was kind of waiting for for a really long time, and I mean... yes. 
It has the penis too. No, I mean you mean, you mean the lack of a penis too. No, it has it has the penis one and the penis two. No, I know, but wasn't there the bug about the? Oh yeah, that's the, yeah the fucking. They, one of the best headlines I saw just this morning. When I was digging through Cyberpunk news. Some players are reporting that their genitals disappear, um, specifically their penises, and that's just one of many, many, many launch day bugs that still exist because the day one patch did not magically fix all of the issues. Yeah, no, no kidding. Uh, could you imagine if the the lack of a penis bug happened during the middle of like a sex scene or something like that? <laughs> I no, I could not. <laughs> I lack the imagination for that. <laughs> God damn it. I guess just to qualify, like, some of the bugs that people, like, the, just the magnitude of some of the bugs people are experiencing, one of the examples that came from that skill-up video, and yeah, I feel I, I encourage you to go watch it yourself, so you don't have to take my word for it, but, so he shows an example where he goes into a nightclub, and he's supposed to meet somebody, and he can't figure out where the person is, so he, like, wanders around the entire club, and then he realizes that, like, when he leaves the club... It's supposed to be the bartender he was talking to, but the bartender is standing like he's still standing at the bar, but he's at the back of the line to get into the bar outside of the bar. So then he huh? talks to him, which triggers a cutscene, so his character's immediately whipped into the bar, but the bartender is not is still outside of the building. <laughs> so he can't hear him. So he's, he's he just like reads the subtitles, yeah. The fucking what do you call it when you can see the text at the bottom? Subtitles. Yeah. Afterwards, he's like, okay, I gotta go upstairs and meet a guy. He walks upstairs to meet a guy. The guy's just not there. And he's like, well, fuck, I don't even know where to begin looking for this guy. So that's just like one example of like is how... This some, is this some sort of Shenmue 3 where, or Shenmue where I have to wait <laughs> for the sailor? Yeah, no. So it, it's, <laughs> it's, that's just like one example of how inextricably broken some of the quest lines can be. A fellow streamer, blogger, video game enthusiast... Jet from in third person. I don't know if he listens, but I'll give him a shout out there. He's been posting because he's got like top of the. He just got a, a new, brand new 30 series uh, Nvidia card, so he's been breaking it in with Cyberpunk. He has done nothing but like post and complain about like bugs on Twitter today. I, I'm <laughs> I, I'm like exaggerating, but he did. He posted like one thing where he like tried to do a quest and it just like glitched out and he had to load back to an earlier save. And he tried it again, and he got the exact same bug. Like the exact same bug happened. He's like, "What the fuck am I supposed to do?" <laughs> it's not just like a reviewers; it it can happen to you. <laughs> this game did not. It launched way the fuck too early. It, it's clearly not finished. Just wait until twenty twenty two when a definitive <laughs> edition that's like fifty percent off or more is available on your platform of choice. When you no longer have to fight over a new console or new computer parts and you can just play this fucking game and it, uh, it'll actually run properly. It'll have all the bugs fixed, work, worked out. It'll actually be like maybe something worth playing. Yeah, I will it's, say it's, I, I will say I disaster. do. Yeah. It's Sorry. That's okay. <laughs> That's the problem with doing a Discord call. <laughs> <laughs> Please speak. Where's the raise hand button? I'm kidding. No. <laughs> Fuck that. No, I was going to say, I do have a copy on the way, but it's only because Amazon had it for like $50 versus the 80 So if I play it and I don't like it, I'll just get rid of it and probably make some money. Maybe. I don't know if you will, because it's like on Steam, I always, I always just think Steam reviews are very honest. Oh boy, announcements are happening right now. And Steam, load the Cyberpunk page. Yes, I'm old enough to see PPs and Vajij. Bring on the page. <laughs> It's sitting at a mostly positive rating, 
and a bunch of people are complaining in the negative reviews about performance issues, bugs, bugs. Oh my good lord, the bugs. Surprised this hasn't been getting to, I guess, mixed yet, but maybe with some time. There's like weird nerds who are defending it, but it's it's got almost <laughs> sixty thousand reviews, forty three, almost forty four thousand of them are positive, and fifteen thousand of them are negative. Yeah, and it's like, uh. And no one's had enough time to even finish the story. I mean, I don't think they've had enough. Oh, that doesn't matter. You can post a Steam review whenever. It's I know. Want. But most of the Steam reviews, like the people who are negative, obviously have reviews that are posted out with like not a whole lot of playtime because they just ran into fucking bugs or they couldn't even play the game. Mm-hmm. Some of them have longer playtimes, but yeah, a lot of the negative reviews are, are like you know like, like lower than five hours of playtime, and the positive reviews are also lower than five hours of playtime. Oh my god, these people are mental. <laughs> okay, Best never game mind. Ever. Anyway. Yeah, basically, people are just jerking off all over themselves in the thing here. CD Project Red. Oh, this is a pretty. This is a pretty <laughs> good one. This person has a thousand laughing emotes on their their review. They made an eighteen plus game, and they waited for everyone to turn eighteen. How convenient. <laughs> That's not how the game right. was in development for like eight years. <laughs> yeah, they were catering to all those ten. I don't know. That's kind of all I have to say about. So I don't have a lot to say. I just just this was obviously going to be one of the most hotly anticipated releases of the year. Oh, I just remembered that lady who likes to stir the shit pot gave it a seven out of ten, and that made people angry. Seven out of ten. What did you say about my favorite game that I have not played? Which <laughs> I will remind you implies that the game is good. <laughs> I know, it's so good on the scale, it's just not legendary status. Yeah, people are, are so, it's nine or it's shit, right? So, um, <laughs> and then obviously people have taken to, because you know, she is a woman, people have taken to that as an excuse to be horrible. So that's, you know, I, I we, we've addressed that before in the podcast, just fucking don't, just play the game, just don't bully people like don't be terrible unga bunga trolls to people online just fucking play the game play the game make your own opinions like fuck's sake people don't have to agree with you on everything like jesus christ Mm -hmm. oh my god anyway i have nothing more to say about this game i'm not gonna obviously with the state that it's in i'm not touching this game until at least like the end of next year or the year after i just (laughs) i'll do that because i've got it i'll do that because i've got it on the way one thing I had that was extra to mention was uh, so there was no seizure warnings, and apparently I find somewhat I surprising first... because most games yeah. have those. Yeah, I was so shocked there was none. So there wasn't one, and then apparently a couple. I guess some people were having like seizure issues. Yeah, which is kind of a you know like that's that kind of harkens back to yeah, what they I was included. Saying. I can't can't believe that that was overlooked. Like I thought every I thought that was standard with every game. Like like that just said we are not responsible for this. Uh, there are like yeah. There are yeah, like yeah. scenes where there's like there might be like flashing public, and like, yeah, cause epileptic seizure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That kind of goes back to what I was saying last week, where uh, I said that games are like woefully behind as far as software is concerned with accessibility. Yeah, that's just like another perfect example of that, where a fucking prominent, highly anticipated, big budget AAA game gets released and it lacks a fucking basic warning that. Hey, this is this might be an issue, and you know doesn't have any kind of ways to to deal with it. I don't even think many games do have a way to deal with it. I think most of them just say it's it might happen, and they just okay. We well, now we've absolved of ourselves of any responsibility. We are Goodbye. legally safe. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. I'm just I'm very surprised that like that kind of it's so simple and so basic. It's such a dumb thing to miss. Yep, definitely a dumb thing to miss. You want to get into the next viewer question? Yeah, let's get into the next viewer question. 
Okay, so we have no clean transition for this, but that doesn't matter. So <laughs> my buddy Maz comes to us once again, asking all the important questions. So I'm going to preface this one with a little bit of a, a run-up. Oh, no, this is actually completely different. Never mind. Um, he was going <laughs> to... Well, he was going to ask about developers being stupid because Bungie has spent the last five weeks putting game-breaking bugs into Destiny 2. Hey, we just talked about that with CD Projekt Red, though. Yeah, but I just, I, well, I, this game's been out for like three or four years now. I don't... These people... Cl- yeah, whatever. It's, it's a whole Destiny it's a whole 2 thing. is special. Yes, yeah, special's the word for it. So, his question... Uh, how do I want to read this? He gave me a lot of papers. <laughs> and he always gives me free ownership to say it however I want to. But his question is fundamentally about power creep. So Maz is very much in the mindset that power creep is not a huge issue in games, even when it's present. Personally, he doesn't uh, have any problem with it because in a lot of games, or a lot of games are centered around power fantasy, and it helps to reward your long-term players. They it gives them a reason to keep uh, investing time and continue playing a game right like if you keep increasing the the power level then you're like you know in a gear based game like destiny you have to keep or destiny 2 whatever um you have to keep coming back and get the new gear so you can beat the new challenges and then the new bigger challenge and then you get the new bigger gear and then it's like it continues and continues and continues in perpetuity until you get bored or they toss the game in the garbage and you start over again with the new game mm-hmm. his question is fundamentally how do we feel about power creep how do we think it affects the game do we think it's good bad it was a, it's a kind of a very general sort of question obviously some players think it's not great and and you know he's an example of a player who thinks it's fine so i'll let i'll let you start again with this because i introduced mm. the question so unless you don't have any strong opinions i have some notes so so for power creep I don't really play that many online games, so I that's why I didn't figure you'd have a very strong opinion. <laughs> I play mostly single player games, and those games, it's like yeah, the the whole idea of getting more powerful, and but I like hitting like a kind of a max on like your power, and then the challenge is like either you're at the top of your the level, and then it's like kind of like usually the end game content that's like expecting that you're at that max level. Mm-hmm. I kind of like that because usually it's like that's usually balanced because while you're playing the game, sometimes players are like, oh, I'm just going to do story missions and that's it. Or I'm going to do all the side missions along the way and then I'm going to come back to the story. And then it's like, oh, well, steamroll story. I am way more overpowered, kind of like how Skyrim did it, like where you're, you could have yeah. just done the main storyline. But you're going to do all the side shit on along the way, or a lot of the side shit. I think more players have played the side quests in Skyrim than they have the main quest. Probably. Pretty sure. But yeah, that's kind of really all my... I like hitting a level. Yeah. Well, it's, it's a more online game-oriented thing. Mm-hmm. Your turn. I spent some time playing MMOs before. I uh, know what power creep is. Is this time for Maple Story? Yeah. Well, <laughs> kind of. That's, that's like the biggest place where I come from this opinion with. So... For me, power creep has its place, but also it's really fucking annoying. But also it has its place. So what do I mean by that? (laughs) So for me, the biggest problem with power creep is when the scales are moved too far and the player is not given enough means to catch up to it. Or I've explained before, MapleStory is an extremely abusive game as far as how it was monetized and how it treated its players. So whenever new content came out, the bar was always moved way the fuck away from wherever it was. And the result of that was, well, now you have to get a whole new set of gear and also re-roll a bunch of gear. But also, we added this new thing in, 
that costs like extra money that you need because that's the only way to make yourself more powerful or even more powerful so you can actually take on this new content. And that's irritating for a number of reasons. Like in general, I didn't like that. And because of that was my kind of first exposure to power creep, I, originally I was of the mindset of like, well, this is dog shit. But in games like World of Warcraft or Destiny or these games or like Final Fantasy XIV, these games are designed very specifically around having a set amount of content that you're expected to work your way through. And then they have some end game content. The idea with the end game content is that like you get through like the main content, like the story content or whatever, and you get to the end game content and you do the end game content for as long as that version of the game is being played. And then the next set of shit comes out and then you move on to that. So by having power creep, you actually have an incentive as a player to keep moving there. And the goals for these games, it's not to just get more money out of you like it is in MapleStory. The goal in that game is to keep you playing the game because players are content. With that, it kind of makes sense to me because it's like, okay, well, you're doing thing X until you, you know, you're fighting Gilgamesh the Destroyer until you get the webbed boots of slaying level 69. And then when you have that, that's like the best item you can get. And then they release Nosferatu the Potato and he drops holy chainmail levels 75 or whatever the fuck so you go okay i gotta get the holy chainmail from nosferatu the potato so then you you know because you've maxed out your character where are these names okay. coming from i'm pulling them out of my ass okay good the idea there is that you have like an incentive to actually move on to the new if you're the kind of person who likes to engage with that kind of content you have an incentive you have a reason to move on to the new content there's better gear to get you want to engage with that gameplay loop of just progressively making your character stronger and stronger and stronger. I don't necessarily feel like or think that there's any kind of problem with having the, the scale constantly creep up because it gives you a reason as a player to just keep progressing along the way so you don't just get bored at the game. It gives you something to work towards. It gives you something to work on. It's kind of artificial in the way it's implemented, but some people really like having that kind of a loot treadmill. And I'm not going to disparage that and say, well, they're wrong. Like, whatever. If you enjoy that, you can enjoy it. So, yeah, if you have this, like, constant increase in power, then you, as a player, are able to, like, as somebody who engages with the endgame content and the endgame systems of one of these kind of looty games, you have the ability to, you know, move through each piece of content and acquire all of the new loot and it, it you get progressively stronger as you do that so it, it kind of makes sense in that way because the power creep is is giving you a reason to keep pushing forward to keep getting new shit to keep engaging with that new content as far as it making the game too easy or, or too hard i don't necessarily i guess for too easy uh, i don't necessarily think that a lot of the games that have these types of core loops in them are necessarily super hard i know some people might get really salty of hearing me say that but the examples I'm thinking of right now are like Destiny, World of Warcraft, and Final Fantasy XIV. Those are all three games that are designed to appeal to a very broad audience. And part of appealing to a broad audience is not making the game hard <laughs> because hard games will turn people off. I know that Dark Souls, like the Souls games, or I should say FromSoft games, have had a lot of success, but I still view them as largely niche products because for the most part, they are. Sekiro Shadows Die Twice is the most successful was the most successful, I don't know if it still is, from soft game that ever released, and it moved like three or five million units, which is not an insignificant amount of units to move, but it's like, you got something like, like that's not Destiny 2 numbers, right? That's not World of Warcraft numbers. That's not Final Fantasy XIV numbers. Not even FIFA numbers. Yeah, exactly. So games that appeal to a very broad audience 
tend to be easier. That's just a fact of life. If you want to appeal to the broadest possible audience, you can't make the game too challenging because that to turn off for a, a big portion of people. So I don't necessarily think that, okay, well, you get more powerful and the game becomes easier. I don't necessarily view that as being like an inherently bad thing with these games because I don't think that they're super difficult in the first place. Some people think it makes the games too hard. I, I'm thinking that this is part of what he included in his, his kind of question. I'm not exactly sure what mindset those people would be coming from it from. I guess if you haven't kept up and there's no way to get caught up, then there's a huge gap there where it could become insurmountable for you. But I'm not 100% sure that people who drop in and drop out of games that frequently would be completely cut off. If they did get completely cut off from catching up or having any kind of catch-up mechanics so they can get to the point where everyone else is at, I feel like that's kind of a fault of the game developer because you've allowed your players to like not be able to engage with the core like experience you're offering. So there should be some kind of like catch-up thing where people can get like to where they need to be. Well, that's usually that's like what Destiny had, where they had like you could have this like level twenty character, like the you could have the max level character before you have to kind of do the grind before the like the end game loot. Yeah, and like World of Warcraft, you can just buy a character that's ten levels below whatever the current level cap is to let you start off at the appropriate level for the newest expansion so you can just start right away which makes sense because like i think the level cap in that game is over 100 now so that's like a lot of time that you would have to spend final fantasy 14 accelerated the first like the whole realm reborn has been highly accelerated now that they have two or three expansions um so yeah yeah they're really pushing you to get through the first 50 levels like very 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 quickly and then you can get to heaven sword and um, I don't remember the names of the other ones. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Shadow, Shadow Jesus, and and, and Holy Bringers? Town. I don't know. Oh, I think Shadow. It's Shadow something. Final Fantasy. It is Shadow something. Fantasy fourteen. Shadow Shadow Bringers. You were correct. Oh yay! <laughs> yes, you were correct. I don't know if that's the most recent one. No, I don't think so. That was the I one that there's... that was like a year ago or two years ago. Mm-hmm. Either way. Yeah, I feel like that's that's kind of where I stand. So like in games where it can and is abused for the sake of making more money, I feel like it's shitty there. But in games where the core experience is based around constantly like, you know, doing that cycle of you loot the stuff, you get better, and then a new challenge arrives and you go kill the thing to get better gear so you can kill the thing faster, like that kind of a game or that kind of, of mechanism, I, I feel like it's very appropriate in there because it constantly gives... You're really hardcore players, the ones who are really invested. It gives them something new to work on. It gives them some reason to keep playing. And the fact that they're still playing it because they love the game, like they should be rewarded with that kind of content. They should get more shit because that's what they want. Fundamentally, it's okay. I could see it having some problems. I'm thinking of it mostly in terms of PvE. I could see it having some problems, like knock-on effect problems in PvP, because it's like, oh, well, I did like the newest expansion and, you know, like Blunt Lord 42069 didn't do it, and now he's at a distinct disadvantage in PvP. So I can see that being really irritating for players who don't want to engage with that, and they just want to do PvP. But there's, like, other games that offer PvP experiences that don't require you to loot. Like, a lot of them, in fact. So... (laughs) Alright, we're rebranding as the Meme Canucks podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Like I said, I think, fundamentally, it has its place in a lot of those kind of styles of games. I just also think that it can be and is abused in like certain free-to-play models, and that's shitty. So that's kind of where I stand. Fundamentally, I think power creep can be a useful tool 
when it is leveraged correctly inside of specific games in certain contexts. Nuance. Conditional. <laughs> that's that's that. Um, video games. What about them? The uh, the video games we've been playing. Oh right. Do you want to start or do me? Um, sure. I can. I can start. I just want to check the scoreboard real quick here. <laughs> oh, I'm one fucking point behind Keith. God damn it. Da, 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 da. Oh, but the fucking is it counting the goddamn tiebreak ones? I don't know Maybe. if it's counting the the tiebreaker ones. Oh shit, it is counting the tiebreaker ones. Damn it, Charlie! I told you not to include the tie. Oh, whatever. I'll I'll manually go through those later. Um, most <laughs> of the ones that were like, I think this is an obvious choice, are definitely the ones that have come through as the winner. Oh, Hades got best action game. There we go. No, oh, good for you. No, oh, good for Hades. I know. <laughs> oh, Keith pulled ahead with ongoing. No Man's Sky got it. Wait, what? No Man's Sky got ongoing. Okay, my winner actually won. That's weird. <laughs> Not, I didn't. I didn't guess that one. Who I wanted to win, I picked the wrong one. It wasn't Fortnite for the third year in a row. <laughs> Your logic has been failed, you. Well, kind of. There are some things I said that have held true so far on the. Uh, I know things. Anyway, yeah, I'll start with Nexomon. So, <laughs> oh, you son of a bitch! I'm um, leaving. No, you're not. So I played Nexomon off the back of your recommendation so i was kind of just like really exhausted from work and i needed something that was simple and i'm like i know how to play pokemon already i'm sure i can play this game without thinking and i was right (laughs) so it is like you said it was very very pokemon in nature and design and i think having finished it that it's entirely unremarkable and there is zero reason for most people to play it i know that is probably going to sound very harsh but Stick with me here. I think the exact same thing of Pokemon. So <laughs> so the big thing for me is that, you know how with Stardew Valley, it provides a lot of meaningful improvements over Harvest Moon or Story of Seasons or whatever the fuck it's called now? Yes. Where a lot of the things that some series veterans are just like, oh, this is just the way it is, so it's fine. But people who are not familiar with it come in and are like, this is bullshit. But Stardew Valley kind of like irons a lot of those things out while introducing a bunch of new things that kind of mesh really well with the game and make a lot of sense. It's very much aping another experience, but it provides something to where you could say there's a reason for you to play it. I feel like Nexomon is just Pokemon. So if you like Pokemon... Probably like Nexomon, but it doesn't offer anything unique or interesting of its own that separates itself to where you could say, this is a better experience. This is the superior experience. It's not different enough for you to say, this is a unique spin on this idea, right? I don't feel like there's a big reason to play it outside of just wanting to play Pokemon at a cheaper price point. It's like it's a $20 indie game instead of a fucking $80 Switch exclusive with an expansion pass. Hell will freeze over five by DLC for Pokemon. So I say that, but I never mind. I don't know. It is what it is. And like the entire time I was playing it, I was, I was comparing it to Pokemon, both when I was streaming it and when I wasn't streaming it. So I did also stream it. By the time this goes up, the VOD will be deleted because they only last for two weeks, I think. The combat is less nuanced and less involved than Pokemon, which is not something I thought I would ever say. Because Pokemon has a really basic combat system, 
in Nexomon, you fundamentally have creatures that learn attacks of their element type and their normal type Nexomon, they learn a normal type attacks and like one other elemental attack. So because of that, there's not a lot of variety. You know exactly what every creature can do by looking at what element it is, which means there's like really no surprises, but it also means it's just like all you do is just spam your strongest move of, of whatever elemental type you are against whatever you're attacking. And that's all you have to do. That's all you have to think about. There's a few kind of statusy or buffing type moves that work okay, but most of the buffing type moves I found weren't worth using because it was just more efficient to kill things by smashing the attack button on whatever your game move was. Yeah, akin to a Pokemon. Yeah, and it's like that's, you know, when you play PvP Pokemon, you actually get into like the nuance of the battle system. But in the actual story, you, you there's no reason to. So it's exactly like the story is in regular Pokemon, where it's like, oh, I, I have a grass Pokemon, I use the grass move. Although you can use, like, TMs in Pokemon to teach different moves that your Pokemon normally wouldn't have access to. So that introduces a little bit of nuance that just isn't in Nexomon. The way that speed was calculated really made fast Nexomon shitty. The moves have their own speed stat, so and that factors in more so to when a Nexomon is going to attack. So the fast ones that were weaker because they had high speeds were inherently worse than using the tankier ones or the ones that could just hit really, really hard that were slow because the more powerful moves always go last anyway because they're slow as shit. So that kind of didn't make a whole lot of sense to me from a balancing type of perspective. Like you said, the uh, the fact that you could see a percentage for how you were going to catch things was kind of useful. That just made it more clear about what was effective for making them get caught because the tutorial doesn't explain it at all. But after the first few times that I saw that, I was like, okay, I know what all of these things are. I don't necessarily need this anymore. Aside from seeing like what food the Nexomon would respond the most positively to. But you could always feed them two pieces of food they didn't like, and that would work as just as well. So Yeah, that yeah, it was usually just two pieces of food that they liked. Yeah. Well, the legendaries, they didn't really like any food, so you had to, like, save those uh, star. Oh, shit. Ones. Well, I, I, I stopped playing the game before the post game. I, yeah. I, yeah, I spent, like, most of my stars just catching, like, random stuff. <laughs> as well as my golden Nexo traps, which just, like, uh, they were, like, Master Balls. <laughs> they, yeah, you get, you get, like, ten of them throughout the game if you play the whole Yeah, game. which is probably, like, enough for the legendaries, but... More or less, yeah. The story exists... Um, it's, it's obviously <laughs> is better than a Pokemon game, which has almost no story sans the fifth generation. Mm -hmm. It was okay. I mostly laughed at it because to me, it was very typical JRPG bullshit between like the gods and the, the battle between good and evil and the villain who's not really, it's like a gray area villain. And, and, you know, your quest isn't particularly righteous either. Still very kiddy. I, I didn't hate it, I, I, but I, I found it very entertaining, but I wasn't laughing with it. I was laughing at it. It, it kept it going, at least, though. Yeah, yeah, precisely. The one area I feel like the game did really well, though, I liked a lot of the creature designs. I, I really liked a lot of the creature designs. I was Obviously, you were there for the stream, and there was like a few times where I was audibly like freaking out. I'm like, ooh, what's this now? And then um, there's some other yeah, ones you, that I you, saw. You, and... Yeah, you changed your tune a little bit from uh, last week. Yeah. Anyone listening to this, that was the part of the podcast that got shit canned by Craig. Yeah, there's some more, <laughs> there's, there's some parts that got removed where I was like, ooh, this guy looks cool. And there's other times where I was just completely shit talking some of the designs. Yeah. <laughs> and I still feel that way about uh, some of them. I generally speaking, oh, no, for I sure. feel yeah. 
Generally speaking, I like more of them than I dislike. That that I will say. There was some that I feel like work a lot. Like when you look at a still small image on a website, it's like, okay. But then when you actually see them in battle, you're like, oh, no, no, no. I see where they're going. And like with the motion tweens and stuff, I'm like, okay, no, no, no. I like this a lot better now. But fuck the light bulb one. The light bulb guy's awesome. You shut your mouth. <laughs> oh, you like the light bulb one? The light bulb one looks like a Pokemon that I drew when I was 10. Eh, I don't like that one as much. <laughs> that's the only reason I like it. I'm like, oh, this is that. Uh, this is that Pokemon. Like it, but yeah, that's that's kind of what some of the designs feel like. I like the 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 lamp one that like like the flame was escaping from the lamp. Uh, the, oh yeah, that one's really one. cool. Yeah, I didn't find that guy in the wild at all, but he's yeah, he's really cool. I think my favorite design on my team was Ghost Waifu, the Cyclops with the giant like messy bedhead hair, but then it had like the two giant like hair claws coming out from the sides. <laughs> and for some reason, they gave it boobs and a butt. I, I, I still, I still understand that. That that's so weird. <laughs> the fat Snorlax made out of ice cream was also a good one. I like that yes, one. Uh, Glunch or something like that. Yeah. Fundamentally, I don't feel like the game offers enough like differences. It's just Pokemon, right? There's no differentiating factor. There's no wow factor. And for me, that's really unfortunate because I feel like the framework of having a collectible creature game can be expanded to do more than just be a JRPG. There's a game I was thinking of, and I don't remember if I talked about it on stream, but I played this game. It was kind of like an action RPG kind of game, and it was called Spectrobes. And it's not it's, it's not great for a number of reasons, but I really liked how the collectible creature aspect of that game worked. So instead of going and collecting them in the wild, you dug up fossils. That was on the DS, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you dug up fossils using the touchscreen, and then if you did like a really good job, they'd have like a higher rating and like bonus stats and shit when you brought them back to life. You also dug up minerals, which then you you fed to them and then they evolved from like a baby version you couldn't fight with to like a big version you could fight with. Then you had these like real-time action-y smackdown fights. They were very basic, but I liked that implementation where you had like you had a different method for actually capturing them. The gameplay was you know, still like a simplistic fighting framework, but it was still like, you know, is something different. And I feel like if more developers who were inspired by Pokemon didn't just say, we need to do this thing because Pokemon did it, then you could have a lot more interesting games and you could evolve the formula for a collectible creature game in a more meaningful and interesting and, and, and nuanced way. Then, like like I said, with Nexomon, it feels like it just most of the decisions that went into the game were we got to do this. Why? Because well, Pokemon does it. So there's not like enough markable differences between it and Pokemon as far as you know, just like what's on offer. So if you just want to play like Pokemon and have it like for cheaps, cheapsies, just play Nexomon. It's it's okay. It's no better or worse than Pokemon. Yeah, that's not to say that I I'm angry at you for recommending it. I had fun <laughs> playing it. Like I still fundamentally enjoy playing Pokemon even if it is a brainless degenerate game. I don't think it's a great game. I just, it, was, it was okay. That's fair. It took you like the 20, 30 hour mark. I, <laughs> uh, it was almost 40 hours. I mm. replaced almost my entire team halfway through the game. Oh. Yeah, well, I found a bunch of new ones that I liked, but even with the cores, it was still a pain in the ass to grind some of them out. And then at the end of the game, I found out that they all had like really powerful moves that were just a couple levels away because by that point, I almost had a team of level 60s. So I was like, all right, I'm going to get them to level 60 so they get their ultra powerful moves. And that let me kind of steamroll <laughs> at the end of the game. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I mean, the, the trainers are, uh, 
other sorry tamers are um easy way to get the experience yeah it's just like you didn't have 100 percent exp on all the time with your entire team because getting the cores that would allow that would take almost as much grinding as just fighting the tamers themselves because you had to craft them yeah so i wasn't able to talk about this last time but then once you finish all of the i think it's once you finish all the tombs the last you get like this better yeah, you get enough. the better pickaxe and like the, the fucking last yeah. the last one and i so angry at that because yeah. I, by that point i'd already totally. gotten the achievement for mining like 500 of them and i'm like god damn it i could have had this the entire time and I had so much more resources this yeah, is bullshit they, they definitely should have had a um a beginner one, a mid-tier one, and then, and then the, the end the, one. The better yeah, one yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think I that would have been a way better decision instead of being like, oh, you can get like two or three from these. It's like, I've been getting one from these the entire game, and yeah, probably not. You have to get all of the keys and then find all of the... Um, well, I, found, I found about half of them naturally, just like mm-hmm. exploring through my playthrough, and then toward the end, while I was doing some, gr- like some additional grinding, I'm like, oh, hey, I have like these different environmental exploration powers i'm gonna like try and find these other vaults i kind of guesstimated where they were based on where the previous one was so yeah, like the for finding hard. there's yeah for finding like vault five like vault four is in the fire area so i'm like okay so vault five is probably in like the the flying island and it was so i was like all right that's okay <laughs> very well hidden well played game <laughs> <laughs> like the eighth or ninth vault of the of the nine vaults gives you that extra fucking pickaxe and by that point i'd already finished most of the game and i was like this is stupid why would you give this to me at the end of the game yeah i was already done the game by the time at that point i had beat the final boss and everything yeah just silly so yeah that's kind of nexum on and the only other thing i played was doom i started doom eternal it gave me a huge heavy metal boner okay so i've played the first like the tutorial level which is like the first level is basically just a giant tutorial and the first real level of the game. So like the first two levels of the of what I think is a 13, 14, 15 level game. It is very, very hard compared to Doom 2016. There is a lot more options you have, and all of the enemies have specialized weaknesses. So each of the different gun modifications you can unlock. First of all, you can switch between them now, which is something you couldn't do, I don't believe, in 2016. Um, you had to choose like one or the other and in this you can just swap between them which you have to do because certain weapon modifications are critically effective against specific elite enemies so it's just like you have a lot of different pieces and like i guess a lot of different functions to juggle all at once to be successful and that makes the game a lot more complex where doom 2016 is very i shoot i kill so I feel like people who really like Doom 2016 might not actually like this game because it offers, I know it's still a first-person shooter, but it offers a very different feeling experience. Doom 2016, it's very focused. It's very simple. You run around, you shoot things, they die. And there's also like the glory kill mechanic, which is designed to help propel you towards enemies. So you're like a predator. And this, you're, you're still, you got the predator thing going on. You're hunting them down. But there's all these like like little fucking things you have to manage and these fu- like cooldowns and different considerations and it's all happening like boom 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 so fast. It's a lot more complex in its execution. It asks a lot more of the player, and to be successful, you have to juggle a lot more factors. It's not even remotely the same experience 
as far as what it's going for, it's like a complete opposite, like polar opposite experience where Doom 2016 is very focused, Doom Eternal. Like there's just so much shit going on all at once that the player has to juggle. It's, it's very complex and very challenging because of that complexity. I've enjoyed what I've played of it so far. It's just, it, I was not expecting this. I was expecting another like fast paced, I shoot, I click you, you die kind of experience. And that's not what this game is at all. But yeah, so I could see some people not getting on with it as well, just because of how I would almost say it's needlessly complex. But yeah, it's fun so far. I will probably finish it before the next podcast. So I might have more detailed thoughts, but that's kind of like the first impression from playing about an hour and a half of the game. Cool. I know that probably doesn't sound positive. It's mostly supposed it's supposed to sound positive or like mostly positive. But yeah, it's, that's Doom Eternal so far. That's there's that's all I've been playing. There's so. no positive vibes on this podcast. <laughs> <Kidding. laughs> What about you? What have you been playing over the last two weeks? All right, I'm gonna get um. So the, I played. I played actually did decent amount. I finished the Nexomon Extinction game. I've. Um, oh, I thought you finished got, already. Yeah, I got that all um platinumed. I did it the weekend oh, after okay. we you recorded last. Did all the achievos. Yep. I'll kind of post my thoughts with the screenshot of uh, e platinum eventually. So I was hunting for like the mega rares and legendaries. That was kind of annoying. Yeah, that's the other thing. The mega rares never, ever showed up when I was playing that game. I think I found one the entire game. I had to use a guide for that shit. So they're in like certain bushes of grass. That's stupid. Yeah, exactly. That's really stupid. So you you don't know until like you're there. There, And then there's like one area that's um, like the tropical islands. Did you even get there? Yeah, yeah, I visited all the the different places. I missed that on my first playthrough. I didn't even go over there. Yeah, I I saw that they were a thing and doubled back to them and realized that I could have went there really, really early on to get like a few different creatures who I hadn't found. Yeah. But I feel like there's a ton of guys I missed on that island. Oh, there's so there's so many that I was like wondering the entire time, like that should be in the desert because, you know, the um, the tourist that's uh, like a yeah, they want to look like a castle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's in that area. Granted, there is sand in that area. So fine. But there's also like some that are like fire there. And I'm like, why are you here? You should be in fucking hell like this area, the fire area. Like there just seemed like it was kind of hit or miss on some of them. But anyway, I yeah played that. Um, Mega rares were kind of like they'd take like 20, 30 minutes to find sometimes. My God. And you had for, for the last achievement, it was like fill up the entire deck. So I was like, God damn it. Yeah, well, that's I saw that and was like, no, I'm not getting all the achievements of this game. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Because I had finished everything else, though, like I fought all the trainers. You have to fight them twice. It's so stupid. I thought I had fought all the trainers, but I did not get that achievement when I finished the game. There's some hidden, like a couple hidden ones that I missed, like completely. Or I think it's like story parts that, like, you think you, you, to, like, double you back. saw them, but it's a double back. Like, it's oh, like, oh, okay. the story. I, I ran into a few story, who were yeah. like that, yeah. No, so I think there was a few more that, like, like I missed. That's why I missed them. There was a couple paths I didn't take. And obviously, I didn't go to that island at the beginning this... or till the end. This is kind of spoilery, and I don't know because I didn't play any of the post game. Do you always have to stay in your party, or are you able to like not be in your party after you finish the game? Oh, you don't have to be in your party. I okay. Yeah, I put that uh, Nexomon away in my storage, but then I was also available as my character model. So yeah. <laughs> All right, spoiler tag. We'll go on that. I mean, kind. It's it's. I people probably won't understand what it means until they play the game. It's fine. That's true. Maybe I won't bother with that. So I played that. Two quick games that I've just started: Luigi's Mansion Three. Uh, my wife for my was complaining wife, about it. That was fucking hilarious. 
per my wife, uh, <laughs> the game sucks because you have a vacuum cleaner that sucks up ghosts. <laughs> but she actually didn't seem like she liked it very much. It, it's, it seems like it's kind of like the second game where it's very, very linear. Um, no, actually, both of us kind of are liking it. I think she just didn't write it very well. Okay. We're she sounds like she's playing it some mad, some mad salt in the chat earlier, which I thought was hilarious. No, I think she's just making a joke about uh, how it's like a vacuum cleaning service at the hotel because it's set in a hotel, which I actually think is oh, a really nice. interesting location because you don't really get that many that are like set like there. Like I wouldn't mind like a like a horror game set in like. Welcome think... to the horror hotel. Ooh. Yeah, I don't know if like a Resident Evil game would kind of work in a hotel setting, but maybe be interesting i don't know so far there hasn't been like a whole lot of new mechanics i've run into but granted i've only gotten to like maybe a couple hours in and same with uh yakuza like a dragon that i just got yesterday i got pictures of itchy bum the yakuza yes you had some comments about that so you know how you were saying that you got me to play nexamon and the next game you're going to try and get me to play as yakuza like a dragon yes yeah you don't have to it's my christmas present ah Nice. For the last uh, three, three, four years, however long I've been dating Miranda. Don't get mad at me. I, she doesn't know how long it's been either. I wasn't going to get mad. <laughs> well, I know, but people who are listening, that's that not directed oh. <laughs> at you. That's directed at people who are like, oh, how do you know how long you've been with your girlfriend? Every year we've been together, she never guesses correctly what my Christmas present to her is, which is hilarious. And she always gets really surprised and excited. Well, this year, I bought it in front of her, and she knows exactly what it was because it was on sale, <laughs> like a Black Friday sale. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to buy this. This is like half off. <laughs> is that is a blender for the like, bread? I, I don't know if they have like a, a better name for that or a mixer. That's what they're called. It's a, it's a bread mixer, not a blender. <laughs> blender bread? Yeah. Yeah. A mixer. It's a pureed, blender for bread. <laughs> like, is she having pureed bread? No, but like normally they're like three or four hundred dollars, and like they had a Black Friday thing where it's like two. I think it was one fifty. Mm, it's okay. like two hundred with with tax, and I was like, oh hell yeah, I'm gonna get like you've been complaining about how you want a fucking bread mixer. I'm gonna buy you a bread mixer, and that's also a gift for me because then I get to eat delicious bread <laughs> and be a fat piece of shit. Of course, <laughs> but yeah. So and she so she already knows about that, but she's not allowed to open that until Christmas. But every single year I've been with her, I have consistently guessed 100% of my presents before I received them. This year's no exception. Yeah, this year's no exceptions. <laughs> I already figured out getting fucking Yakuza like a dragon for the and a replacement oven pan because my old one's fucking rusty and shitty. My wife and I always like to play this uh, together because she likes the story line because the story is always really good in Yakuza games. It's like that's what drives you forward with that part. And then the side stuff is like just the icing on the cake. Yeah. The story is the tip of the penis, and the the, the side stuff is the shaft of the penis. Why? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> uh, so kind of the reason why it's like like a dragon is because it's like it's themed like kind of like Dragon Quest. Yeah, I was gonna say like Dragon Quest. So at the beginning of the game, he's like, you know what? I'm I'm fighting. I just I'm thinking like Dragon Quest terms, like. HP, MP, like moving that stuff. So that's, I, I almost feel like this is just a fever dream. That's why when the fight's going on, it's all turn based because he's thinking it looks like that. But in actuality, it's probably all like still the same, like action oriented, <laughs> the one we know from. Kiryu and, and Majima were doing in, uh, in Yakuza yeah. Zero. And I guess Kiryu and all the other Yakuza games. Yeah, more or less. So I, that's what I kind of feel like that. 
So we've only finished the first chapter. We've gotten to the second one, which is um, spoilers, I guess. There's the time skip, but it's also in the trailer. So the fact that he gets thrown in jail for like 20 years. Yeah. So. And then gets pooped out into modern Japan. And he's like, what the fuck are cell phones? <laughs> Actually, he's, he, still had a, he still had a cell phone because it's at the um, it's in 2001. Um, okay, so cell phones actually are just in, becoming a in, thing. Yeah, he's in jail for like 15 or something years. I don't know. I haven't seen the time say what uh, He was dumped out now. in like 2019 or 2020. So it's like very like modern that. day. Yeah, maybe he must have fucked up because his sentence was 15 years. So he must have <laughs> fucked up in jail <laughs> for more time. I could I could have that wrong, but I thought that's what the trailer said. It might have been, yeah, because he's not cut out for very much yakas ing. I'd have to say he's not the. Neither was Kiryu, really. Kiryu is like a yakuza on opposite day. He spends more of his time fighting criminals than he does actually shaking people down and being a piece of shit. Yeah, true. So yeah, those are kind of my thoughts on those games, and I played one more, which was called uh, Flipping Death. I played that game. Oh, you have played that game. Yes. I. What did you think of it? So I, I played the first game by the developer, the Stick, Stick it to the, the Man. Man. Yeah, this I played is, that as well. Yeah. Like, this is very, very similar. Uh, so it's highly story driven. And like the ones that you can read people's minds. And uh, in this one, you can actually take them over, which is a bit cooler. And they all have like one kind of mechanic. Like Priest has holy water. And then this one fucking guy is like, Oh, I'm I'm the pokester and I will poke things. So like you'll use his poking arm to like kind of hit a switch or something like that. Each one has kind of like a little mechanic yeah. involved. I'm liking the story so far where kind of you start with like the prologue where Penny dies and then uh, she's greeted by death and death's like, ah, you must be the temp. Thank God I need a vacation after one billion years of serving the dead. Where are you going on vacation, Death? I'm going to the moon. No one's died on the moon. And I have a feeling later <laughs> on that uh, someone dies on the moon. So I think that's how his vacation ends. But I haven't gone there. So I believe so. <laughs> it's not that hard of a plot thread to see coming. I like the art style. I like yeah, the art style. I, so I like, I, like, I like Stick It to the Man. I did not like Flipping Death as much. You can play Stick It to the Man with a mouse and keyboard controls perfectly fine. Mm. Yeah. Oh god, they do not work in, in Flipping Death. I don't know what they did, but like the mouse and keyboard controls do not work for shit in that game. So I had to use a controller, and that kind of fundamentally ruined my experience with the game. <laughs> well, you hate controllers. Yeah, I don't like using controllers, which is like already a bad... But yeah, there's like one part where like I tried to use the mouse and keyboard for a while, and it's just like very fiddly and didn't work. And I, like, it got to a point where it just like the mouse and keyboard just did not work. For one of the like, it just did not work. You could not do what the puzzle asked you to do with mouse and keyboard. So I had to like plug in a controller, pick up, and then start playing with the controller. And I'm like, this is so, I hate this. <laughs> that really pissed me off. Like in terms of quality, it's it's probably on par with Stick It to the Man. I just was like very frustrated by the fact that it, it was, was on PC, PC, and yeah, yeah, it was just yeah. like it was not a good P PC experience on the basis of the fact that mouse and keyboard, the primary way that you play PC games, did not work. That's too bad. Other than that, did you like the story though? Um, and the puzzles, or was it kind of still second fiddle to Stick It to the Man? Because I liked that liked, game a lot. I liked Stick out. It to the Man more, but I think part of why I liked Stick It to the Man more is because I have any expectations going into Stick It to the Man, and this I I feel like this game was probably on par. 
I just enjoyed Stick It to the Man more because of the novelty of of playing it without any expectations. Where this, I kind of expected it to be like Stick It to the Man or better, and it's just kind of like the same sort of experience. Although the, the puzzles, like you said, the mechanics are a little bit different, and the story's a little bit different. It's got the same kind of sarcastic humor, which is nice, but mm-hmm. it's it's okay aside from the fact that it doesn't work for shit on mouse and keyboard. Well, okay, I played it in 2019. I don't know if they've patched it since then. It's been like two years since I played the game. Like beginning of 2019 and now we're at the end of 2020. So they might have patched it. I was going to say, wait a minute. (laughs) It's been been almost two years since I played it. They might have patched it. But yeah, when I played it, the mouse and keyboard did not fucking work very well. (laughs) That's a shame. I like that these are really short experiences. Like I'm I'm like maybe in the middle of chapter two. I don't know how long it is, but I know it's like it's like roughly a five to ten hour game. I was going to say, it's like a five to ten hour game. Let me check on Steam here. Um, how long did I spend playing it? I'm I'm pretty slow playing it. Which games, is something so. I, I like to do, especially considering I'm going to have to play I, for, I already Yaku forgot the like name. A dragon. What is it called again? Oh, Flipping Death. Thank you. I was thinking of a completely different name. I played it for just under six hours, and that included all the time I spent fucking around with the mouse and keyboard not working before I finally relented and plugged the controller in. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I'll um, probably finish that in the coming weeks. But yeah, most of my focus will be back on uh, Yokozuna Like a Dragon and uh, seeing how far I can get with that. They gave fighting game to Mortal Kombat 11. They did the right thing. They gave it to the game, the only game deserved to win it. Sorry, I'm just reading the fucking the game. <laughs> I didn't have that selected as my choice because I figured they wouldn't give it to the only game that deserved to win it. But I'm very oh, happy picked, to see that I was wrong. I picked Street Fighter 5, I think. Yeah. Just for a record, I am sufficiently losing now. Oh, no. Yeah, Nick, Nico, and Keith are quite a bit ahead of me now. I have a, a paltry 13 points. I don't think there's even enough categories that haven't been announced yet for me to even catch up to them. Oh, yeah, because we have, like, same answers in all the categories that are left, so yeah, there's no way. <laughs> You're doomed. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm, win- I'm not winning this. It's going to be Keith, Nick, or, or Nico. I hope it's not Nico, just on the basis of he won last year. It'd be nice to see Keith or Nick win. Anyway, <laughs> well, side tangent. Yeah, side tangent. Uh, that's all I played. So uh, I guess it's outro time. Thanks, everyone, for joining us this week. We have uh, one more episode uh, left this year in uh, Godforsaken 2020. Um, the Godforsaken 2021. Yeah, that's true. But anyway, it'll be about uh, our games of the year. Uh, not the Game Awards game of the year, but the game that we like uh, this year that we played. And that'll be live. Right before the end of the year. Yeah, like It'll right, right at the end of the year. It'll be on the 30th. Uh, so if you listen oh. in 2021, we don't care. That's fine. Yeah. Enjoy, enjoy New Year's and everything. If you want to follow us on Twitter, we're at the Frosty Canuck. You'll get updates on when uh, these podcasts go live. Or you can follow Spotify or Anchor or Stitcher or literally any of the podcast services that this fucking thing goes up on. That works too. That works too. <laughs> you can follow me at javam animation that's j-a-v-m animation one day i'll start actually drawing again hopefully <laughs> uh but my, i should have a post on uh next on by uh, the time this goes out and uh just saying kind of my final thoughts on it because i wanted to sit on it for like kind of a week to say that i actually enjoy this a lot especially after platinuming it um your turn okay so you can Read my the shit that I write on frostylight.ca. I've got a lot of really interesting things coming out in the next couple of weeks looking back at 2020 on a whole from my perspective. One of them will be a look back at how my art has improved over the entire year, which is actually pretty 
ridiculous. While I was looking at my own portfolio of stuff between like March of this year, which is kind of when the first couple of my drawings went out on Twitter because I was a little burned out for the first bit of the year, but versus now it's mind boggling seeing the difference in quality. That kind of article will walk through that. That should be out next week before this goes out. And then there's a few other things coming up that are in a similar vein. One just looks at the site as a whole. And then obviously toward the very end of the month or like the beginning of January, you're going to get those tasty, tasty top games of the year and bottom games of the year. I will be retreading probably some of the stuff I say in the podcast next episode in that one article, but I uh, do try to have a little bit of fun with those articles. So um, <laughs> definitely something to go read now and something to re- keep your uh, eyes peeled for in the future. That's over at frostylate.ca. As far as day-to-day stuff, you can find me at frostylate on Twitter and frostylate on Twitch and frostylate on Instagram. All of those platforms, I do whatever the appropriate thing for those platforms is. <laughs> <laughs> Specifically for the streaming, that's 4 p.m. Eastern time on Fridays. I either do art streams or I do a video game stream. I kind of alternate. I've gotten into a a habit of alternating back and forth. So on the week that the podcast goes live, that's that's a game stream. On the week we record, it's an art stream. So come drop by. It'd be lovely to talk with any of you. And if you want to complain at me for saying something that you don't agree with, and you can do so uh, on any of those at least Twitter or my blog or um, like live on Twitch if you want to. I don't know, whatever. But yeah, I think that's that's it for, for where to find me and what I'm up to. Okay. Stay frosty, everyone. <laughs>